This is MJ. I'm an author, I'm an artist, I'm an analyzer. You can find all my work at mjmunoz.com. Engine Inspection presents Going Ultra. Thank you for joining me for this review of Ultraman Blazar Episode 2. I'm going to try to keep it tight, light, and fun. So here we are today. I just came up with that on the spot. Um, and I feel really silly about it now. So I'm going to talk about my general thoughts on it, what I thought the most visually striking elements were, and then uh, I was going to talk about the most dramatic stuff, but... It wasn't really dramatic, it was funny, so I'll talk about the funniest thing <clears throat> in the episode, or the funniest couple elements in the episode, and then we will go from there. So, first off, we I want to talk about the episode title and stuff real quick. It's called The Man Who Created Scarred. It was written by Kiyotaka, I'm sorry, directed by Kiyotaka Taguchi, uh, written by Kego Koyanagi, who is the same gentleman who did the uh, first episode writing, or the first episode script. And he was the uh, like military advisor for uh, Ultraman Z and other shows, but it, or I believe Ultraman Z for sure. I don't know about the rest, uh, so I won't say that. And it originally aired July 15, 2023. So, <clears throat> without further ado, I'll go ahead and give you my general thoughts. My general thoughts are, I think the show is interesting so far. I was surprised by how comedic it has been. Uh, there are some elements in it that also made me wonder if... The comedy is just a part of the tapestry of the show, and that later we're going to get some really dramatic turns and some unexpected things happening, which I think is good, and I'm looking forward to. And I guess, um, I guess I'm just surprised by how, by the fact that like Haruno is bringing, like he he assembled the team for, uh, <clears throat> for Gento to be the leader of. And he did it without his permission, and he told him something weird, which is, you can say that you put the team together. And Gento responds, well, I, I would have preferred that, sir, but okay. And I don't think he proceeds to to lie or to, you know, roll with that suggested truth, or whatever you want to call it, uh, that Haruno gave him. He just kind of doesn't say anything to his team as he assembles them. He just, you know, talks to them and deals with them on a one-by-one -one basis and kind of does the best he can. But he doesn't really, uh, you know, talk about how they were selected or anything like that. And it seems like they know that Haruno pulled them together. And, like, I don't know if Haruno would have said, oh, yeah, it was me who put the team together. Or if he would have said, oh, Gento put this team together. And I'm just, you know, letting you know about it before he comes and, and sees you or whatever. So that's kind of interesting. Um, you know, I'll just jump to the end real quick. I find it interesting that, oh, I think his name is Bondo. Uh, Yabuno? Yasuno? Whatever. The guy who made Earth Garan. He was working for Scarred for Weeks um, at the behest of, you know, uh, Chief, the Chief Harno. And he, you know, had already been getting, putting together Earth Garan. And he did all this stuff like... Um, you know, getting the weapons ready, and now this thing is, this is weird, so, I mean, like, there's funny, silly moments in this, but it seems to also be written very seriously, or with a very realistic edge as far as, like, the military, uh, you know, weapons and procedures and tactics and things like that are concerned, but then you have odd stuff that seems out of character, like, um, I believe it's, so, oh, man, Henri, Whew, Henri's the gearhead lady. She goes off to buy supplies, and by the time she comes back, the the scarred mop, mobile operational something or mobile operations platform, is that what they call it? Uh, it's already ready um, to go because somehow, while he was working on Earth Garan and other things, uh, 
Bondo, which I believe it's Bondo, man, that sucks, I don't remember. Um, he went ahead and got the truck ready. He got it all, it is Bondo, good, I just double checked. He tricked it out, filled it in, installed everything without anybody noticing, and that seems weirdly unrealistic, and I don't really get that, so I think we're going to see like a of range in tone of the show like it will be very serious but then there will be these odd silly moments and these you know different jokes that get played you know for laughs obviously because the jokes throughout the show and that's just something that we're gonna have to be okay with i think and uh the first episode started off so serious but then we have you know the lighter tone here and there was a bunch of stuff that i laughed about like as uh gento is going around assembling the team and talking to them and interacting with them they each had a funny moment. And I guess you could even say Bondo had a funny moment with them where he um, just like kind of introduces himself awkwardly. And uh, I, his was definitely the least comedic, but it was, you know, it's awkward at least. So that's kind of interesting. And there was the, you know, the humorous exchange between his boss or, you know, his former employee or <laughs> former colleague at his place of work or, well, anyway. And, uh... I mean, that was kind of, I don't know if they were like testing jets or why the machinery was so loud or what they were doing, but it was super loud there. And, you know, that created a comedic scene. And it was more funny between him and Emmy? Gosh, Abby? What's her name? Yeah, Emmy. Emmy Alabe. So it created a comedic scene between Gento and Emmy. And she's kind of like, you know, a very solid comedic foil or, you know, comedic partner for him uh, so far. So that's, that's kind of funny. And, but again, I was not expecting all this humor to be in the show. But uh, I don't want to belabor that point because I already said that a couple times. So I will move on from there and talk about the most visually striking element in this show. And I have to say, uh, it's kind of a couple things, so I'll, I'll just talk about them all together. Uh, so Blazer's fighting style does feel very feral and very animalistic and very wild. And I like it. There's lots of uh, elbow action. There's some knee action as well. He's using his fists less than you think he might, um, which is interesting. And... I just really liked his attitude and his fighting style, and it just, it played really well for me in this episode. Not that it didn't play well in the first episode, but it just, I feel like we get to see a lot more. I feel like it was faster, it was more dynamic, it was more exciting, and, uh, you know, that's what I'm here for, partly. So, that was groovy, and I guess there's not really much else to say about that aspect of it. Um, the uh, the use of the <laughs> spiral braid is like a fishing rod, complete with like sound effects and uh, you know, everything else that went along with it was like funny and interesting and quirky. And again, it feels like it shows the personality of the show. And uh, it was visually interesting to see. It was cool to see like how they had the light bend. Um, you know, the the I don't know if they had a prop that had some flex in it or what, or if it was just the visual effect that they were saying. They used to make the light look like it was bending in his hand like a bow of a bow and arrow or like a, you know, a fishing rod will or what. But I thought it was really cool. And I like, I don't know, I just, I think it's a more interesting way to do it. I uh, had talked about having a, like the Zet Riser be, first of all, called the Metal Riser, but also having it have different weapon mode functions. And while the Spiral Braid has acted as a, uh, as a melee weapon or a ranged weapon, I'll just say. Yeah, as a ranged weapon in both uh, episodes so far. Um, you know, I imagine it could act like a sword, but it's, you know, a little bit more like a staff, but it's, you know, like a variable staff that can do different things. And I think that's pretty interesting. So, um, I do like that. And, uh, again, I find it enjoyable to watch. So definitely the overall fighting style, I think is very engaging and very interesting to watch. So I do like that. And I appreciate 
what they're doing. I feel like they're going in a little bit of a different direction with the combat. And uh, yeah, it's cool. And the, the kaiju action was really cool. Gidos, Gidos, I believe is the name, uh, was very cool. And they did some interesting stuff with them. <clears throat> uh, last thing, yeah, Gidos. Uh, last thing is I'm going to talk about <clears throat> the funniest moments, which there were a lot of good funny moments. Um, the humor was kind of interesting because it was varied in that you had uh, kind of some sight gags. I think Guido's like turning into a fish himself uh, or, you know, acting very much like he's just a regular fish that um, is being fished by uh, Blazar, you know, is funny in, uh, in and of itself. Then you have like the weird thing with the old fisherman who like wants uh, Emmy to be his apprentice and she gives him a line delivery of like, yeah, I don't think so. Um, or I'd rather not. And just like walks off like that's kind of funny. It doesn't feel like he's supposed to be like, you know, a perverted old man or anything like that. It just feels like he's a you know old fisherman who's like he wants the next generation to to fish. And, you know, she has no interest in that. Um, she wants to put her skills elsewhere. But like it was a funny moment. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I mean, each of the inter- like the, the whole thing, it, you know, when Emmy comes along and she orders like a ton of food. It's not like a ton of food and like weird like espresso with hot water after the meal. Just like a very like. Uh, meticulous or like uh, like pedantic type of food order that she made was kind of funny and then the fact that she uh, that uh, Gento like wanted to he just didn't say anything didn't make any faces he just grabbed his stuff and split and then she told him who she was like that was really funny and then uh, Henri like stabbing in the back on accident with her pen while she was trying to you know sign the paperwork and then uh, I can't remember the vice captain but the vice captain like they ran out of ink in the pen and like there was just like these weird very human very like I don't know like open honest moments between the characters like showing their foibles and their flaws and their like weird idiosyncrasies and, and silliness to each other and to the audience that made them endearing I believe um, but like you know also made for good comedic moments so that was really interesting I did not expect that at all but uh yes that's it in conclusion i'm gonna say i really i thoroughly enjoyed the episode uh there's a lot to praise about it um you know the kaiju fight was good the visuals were good of the kaiju rampaging i like the fact that he eats fish i eat fish he eats fish you know we're like soulmates practically so that was fun and uh i know it's just like a quirky bunch of characters um but there's this serious edge to it too and then like the captain at the end or the commander haruno saying like i need you to defeat ultraman or no beat a kaiju before ultraman does um kind of raising the stakes is interesting and i kind of didn't look at the kaiju for the next episode because i uh i don't know i was working on my thumbnail and stuff and uh i, I think it's gonna look pretty freaking awesome and we're gonna get to see some really interesting stuff going forward in the show so i'm, I'm interested i think there's some seeds of bigger stuff that'll develop uh, later on in the show, like already being sown, yeah, sown because you reap what you sow. Um, so I'm interested to see where those go. With that, I'm going to go ahead and get out of here. I encourage you to check out my full playlist of going ultra stuff. I've got uh, all of Z uh, that I reviewed. I've watched other Ultraman things and talked about them, and I'm going to be continuing with Blazar. You can check out all my other work, uh, including my children's picture book script. Uh, which is a story inspired by Ultraman and it even includes a transformation sequence but it's a story for kids it's about not being afraid at bedtime and nighttime it's called Ava and the Radiant Rescue you can check it out there should be a link in the show notes and there will be a link in the show notes to the full post with uh, 
maybe some images and some other things. So please check that out and enjoy it. And uh, if you're listening on a podcasting 2.0 app, my plan is to have chapters in here and have images marking off the chapters too for you to be able to jump to different things and look at them. And uh, yes, that's all I have to say. So I hope you enjoyed this. Until next time, folks, be well. This is MJ signing out. I hope you enjoyed that. Go to mjmunoz.com to leave any questions, comments, or other feedback you might have. There you can find all of my analysis, art, and fiction. I cover books, tokusatsu, comic books, anime, and more. Look around. You're sure to find something else that you'll enjoy as well. This has been a Story Over Everything production.